0: Thank you for being here. I'm not, but I'm doing my best. (laughs) Thank you for uh, answering our questions. um, How do you maintain the practice uh, when you're uh, dealing with substance abuse issues or addiction or uh, mental health um, and just maintaining that practice?
1: I assume you you're not meaning how do I maintain the practice just when I'm you just how does
0: any one any general one? suggestion that mic is loud by the way and what <laughs> the mic is loud by the way I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't either so would, I'm just I'm mentioning the mic is very loud for oh the mic else is feels, yeah, that's okay.
1: Uh, okay. So what are you going to do. Either going to kill you, Sophie, or not? Nobody can stop you. You have to. It's up to you. It's up to you to ask for help. It's up to you to open up and look for help if that's what we need. And we all do. Um, I had a friend who died of uh, shooting speedballs. And in retrospect, I thought, well, we could have, we could have grabbed her and thrown her into a room until she got over the, uh, the physical addiction, but she was just going to go back and do it again. So what we're going to do, you have to deal with yourself. You know, there's no escape. It's you 24 7, 365. And it's always going to be. And the fact that you're even in the game at all is fantastic. And you have options. You have choices you can make, and you know what you what you know. You know when you're making the wrong choice, but you do it anyway, and then you suffer. When you get tired enough of suffering, you won't make those choices. Nobody can do that for you. However, people can help you if you're about to make a choice that you know is going to lead to more suffering. You can also call somebody. You can you can. Put that choice on hold for a minute and reach out for help. And maybe it will short circuit that particular habitual thing that you do. And if you short circuit enough, the habit may die a little bit so that it's not the first option. <sighs> you know, junkies, one aspect of being a junkie is that they can't stand suffering. And that's why they, you know, they do what they do. They just can't have very low tolerance for unhappiness. But the problem is they don't understand what might be possible. And so the only option that that person might feel is is a drug because they don't, they're not plugged into other options. So they develop very destructive habits, which then run their lives. It doesn't mean that they don't have good karmas. They may have very good karmas, but they may have very bad programming, you know. And um, to undo the programming is very hard, very hard. You know? And that's part of the willpower thing, you know. <laughs> you just can't. You just can't do it alone. I really don't think you can do it alone. One can do it alone. We, really, we need help. But when we ask for help, that's a huge thing.
0: Help the, people who don't want help.
1: You can try, but it doesn't usually work. I mean, I wouldn't throw people away. You say, oh, you can't help you. See you later. No. You, you don't have to do it that way, but you can show a person you care for them. You can plant a seed in that person by showing that you care, that you're there for them if they ever need you but they have to they have to reach out at some point they have to they have to at least make themselves available i used to hide in a closet with a couple of ounces of cocaine and i locked the closet door nobody was going to get in there and mess with my high so freebase cocaine it was great then it wasn't <laughs> And I was saved. I I didn't give it up myself. I was saved. My Indian father, Mr. Tuari, who was a great disciple of Maharaji, been with him, a great yogi himself, came to uh, the West. And he was up in Canada at some friend's house. And I went up to see him. I had been up all the night before smoking freebase, And I got on the plane through to Canada, and I was like, coming down, you know. And I walked in the room where he was, and uh, funny thing, as I walked into th- his, he was sitting on the other side of the room with his back towards the door. And as I walked into the room, I felt this like force field, I swear. And I, I was literally trying to back out of the room and he turned and he said, you, you promise me now you will give up cocaine. Promise me now. Okay. Now is <laughs> that. Was that gone if i had not said okay if i had not agreed with him which i had to agree with him i loved him too much i couldn't say no to him even if it meant this i couldn't say no to him so i just said okay from that moment until this moment cocaine shit shit looks better (laughs) it was taken away from me by grace I would not have made it if it was up to me, I guarantee you. I didn't have that. My mother was an alcoholic. There was a lot of that stuff in my family. I know me. I wasn't going to make it, period. But for whatever reason, they said, let the boy live. So I don't know what to tell you other than that story and whatever else I said. I, I can't say, look at me. I did it. I didn't do it. And I couldn't have done it and I wouldn't have done it either because I was pissed off and angry. I wasn't going to ask for help. I was going to die. I was halfway there. So here I am. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello. Hmm.
2: I have
3: two questions, but I'll start with one and see.
1: I have no answers.
3: (laughs) Okay, great. Perfect. Uh so I am drawn to this practice and this path. And then I also have a, um, a roadblock or whatever, uh, um, a worry, a concern that it's not mine to have or to take or to use because of my, um, cultural heritage, which is actually very similar to yours.
1: Jewish on your parents' side?
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I, um... So I just wonder, you know, what you would say to that and, and also like assuming you will disagree with that idea, how, how you would recommend being respectful of using the practice in a way that is respectful of a culture that is not mine by, by birth.
1: Uh, Yeah. I don't, you know, this cultural appropriation bullshit, I can't stand it. (laughs) It's about people, individuals, you know. I, I had a dream once uh, w- after coming back from India many years ago. I had a dream, I was, it was about me, and I was being reincarnated into this birth. And I was coming down, heading right back home to India. And I made a left turn right at the last minute and wound up in New York.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I remember thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this weird white body? How did this happen? It's just one lifetime stuff. Don't get carried away with it. Follow your heart. Do what you want. You won't be disrespectful to anybody. And if you don't follow your heart, you're being disrespectful to yourself. Don't let your mind screw anything up for you. It's already screwed up. Yeah. Mind. That's what its job is to just spread that screwed upness. And it does it very well. So just do, you know. And as far as being dispe- respectful to your parents, I had this friend from shaker heights in cleveland which is a jewish enclave a ghetto and um he became a zen student really totally into it he used to meditate like 90 hours a day <laughs> we, one time we were down we came out of the san francisco zen center we were stopping we stopped at the corner and this and those this bus went by huge diesel bus spewing black you know fumes and he went
2: "Ah."
1: even i was but he said to me you know when i go home and i meet my mother she can't stand it when i'm a buddhist she just can't stand it but when i'm buddha she loves me so you know show your parents what they want to see is you they don't want to see a little hindu wannabe You know, They want to see you, and that's who you are. Show them that. And if you show them a happy you, they'll even be happier. They don't have to see your beads and your, you know, when you go in your room, then you can put all your weird clothes on, put your beads and jump around. (laughs) But in front of them, you just be very nice, and you you eat your your Cheerios and drink your milk, and everything will be fine. Very disappointed Cheerios seems to have a lot of uh, some kind of pesticide. In it, huh? That's not going to stop me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can I squeeze in? A, a, I,
1: I'm right here. What do you got?
3: Um. So I'm also a musician and I uh. ride the... No, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on this loop and maybe that's just life of, um, you know, I get to a point where I feel like, oh, I, I understand this idea of being a channel of divine energy or whatever. And then as soon as I do that, my playing in, improves and people notice mm-hmm. and they tell me, oh, wow, you're amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm amazing. And then I then in comes my ego and, you know, that's right, okay. that I'm out. It's you know. okay to be
1: amazing, isn't it?
3: Yes. Oh, no, it's not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay it to
1: be amazing. Why not? Should you be not amazing? Is that better?
3: <laughs>
1: no. no. Be, be amazing.
3: But so what about, where does the, the ego piece feel like? Fuck the,
1: the ego. Don't think about it. <laughs> Just be amazing. Enjoy it. Be more, the more amazing you get, the closer to God you are. Mm. Be amazing. <laughs> be more amazing. Spell it with capital letters. I'm amazing. <laughs> be it. But see, you've got a program running. That's the only problem. Mm program is you don't want to be, you know, know, self-loathing, self-hatred, not accepting your own beauty and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. You should. We we all should, but we don't. It's okay to be amazing. You just don't take it personally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Thank you
1: because ultimately it isn't you. Reality-wise, you see, that's why, that's the basis of all this. We think it's me. It really isn't. Me is just a, a, a weird whirlpool of thoughts that are karmically created by our birth, by our culture, by our parents, by our life, by our school, by what we're taught, by what we watched on TV, by the movies, we just whirlpool of stuff. That's me. When you learn to let go, when we train ourselves to keep letting go, letting go, we come back to our true nature for a billionth of a second and we're gone. So that's why practice is important. Practice is the only thing that allows us to, to let go. Otherwise, we just go through the whole day in dreamland. Yada, 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 amazing, not amazing, up and down, this and that, like this, like, oh, but once we add a practice to our lives, it's like day, it allows us to see the difference between day and night. Then we can let go. Yeah, you're getting caught up in amazing. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're not amazing. But, yeah, I'm really amazing. Well, then, you know, you see how much you need to feel. Super amazing, just to give yourself a break. So you see the program. But the practice, the fact that we keep coming back, we notice we're thinking, we come back. We notice we're gone, we come back. That's what develops the strength not to be so caught in all those programs and all that stuff. That, you can't do that from the same level that it is. You can't enter deeper, these more subtle states of mind with the personal will. You let go of what's holding you to the outside, the superficial, and you fall into the real over and over and over, and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper, little by little. So you have to commit to the practice oh, and, the, and the, well let's you know have to, but the more we commit to practice, the more we are giving ourselves room to breathe in real life and not in dreamland. Your next CD should be, I am fucking amazing. (laughs) You'll sell billions, I'm sure. And then you'll be really amazing. And then you'll be so caught in being amazing, you're screwed forever. (laughs) Because you have to be amazing 24-7, 365. To anybody who comes up, you have to be amazing. It's a terrible burden.
2: Hi. (laughs) Where
1: Where are you? Where are you? Right here. Hi.
2: I want to thank you for being here, um, and I thank you so much for all the people you heal with your music and your words. Um, <sighs> truly, is just amazing work that you do, and I thank you so much for coming here um, to be with us. Um, I'm called to—
1: I'm, I might point out that I've had to learn to say, you're welcome. That's not easy.
2: Thank you. I love you and I love your music. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm called to... Thank you. I'm called...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I'm just teasing.
2: That's okay. I can take it.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh,
2: um, (laughs) I don't really have a question, but I have a comment. I'm called to make a response, a comment to the gentleman with a question about the... um, Substance abuse. But who? who? I Substance a, abuse. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I read a quote the other day, and I'm just kind of um, called to, to say it. Go ahead. That um, it said that you've made it through 100% of your worst days so far. Great job. Like So I'm told to tell that to you. And I'm also told, um, I do psychic work, and I'm just told to tell you that for you specifically, that the ocean is your happy place. And to think of um, when times are rough, to think of you being in the water, um, almost knee height, and standing in one place, and you're standing there so long that your feet just kind of keep getting deeper and deeper into the sand because of the undertow, and that the waves that are coming are trying to knock you down, but you're so grounded and you're so far down into the dirt that um, they, they're not knocking you down. Um, and I was just told to tell you that. so. Um, let me see if I can think of a quick question. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. So, um, let me see if I can think of a quick question. It's not required. Um, well,
1: if you're not told to ask a question, you could, you could be quiet. It's up to you.
2: I'm told to let it go at that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, I'm
4: curious of what you recommend as a daily practice.
2: Waking
1: up. <laughs> That's the first thing. Uh, coffee might be next. Or tea. Uh, I don't know. You, we are, part of, the, part of the, 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 the greatness of the whole situation is that you make it up yourself. If someone tells you what to do, then you'll feel good if you're doing it. And then if you're not doing it, you'll put yourself down. Or you'll feel good that you're doing it, but you're not doing it very well, so you put yourself down. Or, you know, on and on. Figure it out.
4: But I have, I, I'm, here's my point of my, can you help me with this?
1: I don't know. We'll see.
4: So, I've been deconstructing practices in terms of just letting them go. Like not feeling attached that I have to do a certain this or that every day. Yoga, meditation, mm-hmm. sitting quietly, mm-hmm. you know do my best to find my place of wonder and delight and feeling of the light, you know, through the woods or with people and knowing that life is not always these absolutely beautiful, expansive in a light, joy-filled kind of way and accepting those times too and finding the kind of the beauty or the sacred within that. Um, when does it become like such a deconstruction that you've just gone to something else? I don't know what. um, Where you've let so much go. Where does that interact with willpower?
1: You have to listen to your heart. That's all. What do you want to do? And then do it. That's all. And that will, if you're paying attention... You'll see if that's working for you. If, if nobody can tell you what you're experiencing from the inside. you know, Maybe you're finished with practice. Maybe you're just so present and at ease with whatever comes that you're, you're quite satisfied all the time. And you have no yearning any, for anything. You feel that you've, you know, fine. If, but you have to listen to your heart. Only you, only you know. Nobody knows except you. Even Maharaji, he never told us what to do. He didn't tell me to go forth and multiply, you know. (laughs) He didn't tell me to go sing with people. He asked us to sing to him. And we developed the singing as a way to be in his presence. And then he wasn't around in the body anymore. So in in order to feel his presence, I had to start singing. But he didn't tell me to do that. I had to find that. If somebody told me, it would be totally different. I do this because I want to. I don't want to be anywhere else right now except right here because I program my VCR (laughs) and I will watch the Giants game when I get home. (laughs) So I'm totally at ease. So actually I didn't, but I should have. But anyhow, you have to just pay attention to what you want. It's all okay. There's no mistakes. If, you, if, if, in fact, there's some program running that's uh, – f- there's some fear about going deeper or facing some issues inside of you through that, that you've kind of avoided uh, and now you're just kind of not sitting and not doing practice because you're really being pushed by a fear, and it, that, you'll be aware of that at some point. If not, what's the difference? It, it's only it, – it's all up to what we want. How want? do
4: you discern between, how do we not think of ourselves as like the classic narcissist kind of thing if we're just doing what we want? I don't what know what want. that
1: means. I don't care. Let me be a narcissist right up to the time when I become God. Then I'll be really narcissistic.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but there won't be anybody else in the universe except me. Why shouldn't I be? <laughs> you know, don't think about this stuff so much. You know, It's a little bit too much in the head. Um, You just have to quiet down and make sure for yourself that you're doing what you want to do. That's all. And and the whole path is you finding out what's right for you in life. There's no other path than that. All the practices simply give us the strength to be good human beings. Are you kind? Are you compassionate? Do you think of others? or, Or are you this or that? I mean, this is... People can go to therapy their whole lives and never give anything up, never let go. But we practice letting go. The whole thing. We we're training ourselves to to not to to short circuit that obsessive thinking that goes on 24, 7, 6, You can't stop thoughts. So maybe you're at a period where only pleasant thoughts are coming and you're at ease with that. How are you going to deal with unpleasant thoughts and unhappy situations? You'll know when they arise. I wouldn't do practice to try to protect yourself from that. That doesn't work. You, know, you just have to be you, whatever that is. Maybe all those practices you were doing, you were doing for the wrong reasons or not deep enough reasons. So you let them go because, they, because the motivation for something is very important. It has a lot to do with how it manifests in your life. So maybe you were doing it, you know, like most people do asanas to get the best butt on the on the block. Really. And, you know, good luck. There's always a better butt out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's our motivation, why we did what we're doing. And finally, it's, it's not, and because of our motivation, unconscious motivation, it isn't bringing us what we, it could. So we let go of it. That's not bad. You'll notice that. But then you might feel a natural need to have deeper kind of experience—not deeper, but just to be more present in life. And you don't, you don't, you can't do that on that level. You have to do practice for that. So you'll be pulled to that naturally. But I wouldn't sit around judging at all. You know, if things are working fine, if they're not, you'll know what to do. Thank you. I once asked Sidney Ma, who was Maharaj's great disciple. I said, Ma, should I meditate? And said, should, I, should I meditate or should I chant? And she said, well, what do you like to do? Duh. But it, it didn't occur to me that if I like to do it, then it might be good for me. My mother never told me that. Don't do that. Right? It's a strange thing. And then she said, she said something else which is pretty interesting. It's kind of a subtle thing. But she said, in 40 years with Maharaji, never once did he ask her to meditate. But he he told her to do japa, to repeat the names. But he said to her that the the deeper, subtle states of consciousness cannot be Brought about by the use of personal will. So, but that doesn't preclude the training and letting go. And by letting go, continually learning to let go and sit quietly in in the moment, that those states will arise. But you can't push a button to get them. Very interesting. Being is different than doing. Doing can, being can come from doing. Amazing, huh? Hello. Not here, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else? I started singing with people because I had to. I didn't want to. I had to. I was sinking. And nothing was working. And it wasn't going very well. And I had an epiphany in my room in New York that if I did not sing with people and it was with people, I would never be able to clean out the dark corners and the shadows in my own heart. Which it was very clear. All my unhappiness was coming from those shadows and those, those dark unprocessed corners so I had to it wasn't easy at first, it took me a while to get with the program but once you know something, you know, you can kind of pretend you don't know, but you know, you know so I started singing with people okay there's no more, no more talking we can sing Mm -hmm.